T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, let's bring in Bobby V right now. Uh, This should be interesting. Bobby, welcome. How are you? Michael, how are you? Good. It's been a while. Good, Bobby. Uh, you, well. you, you know what? Uh, I, I, I have to admit, I saw you on TV today. I wasn't watching, but I was in the newsroom, and I said, I got to get Bobby on to talk about the Mets because who better to talk about uh, the Mets or give us his view of the uh, chaos that is uh, uh, occurring than Bobby V. And although you went through some some odd things at times, I don't think they reached yesterday's standard, uh, Bobby, from what I saw. Yesterday was one of the more chaotic baseball days I ever remember. I guess, Mike, I think because it's a different time, you know. Um, as you mentioned earlier in your show, you know, we – we had a couple little discussions oh, we had, in my yeah, office with uh, the, uh, the door closed. Yeah, like an yeah, hour. Was, an hour one day, yeah. nose to nose. I, I mean, yes, I remember that well. A I'm, lot of topics being discussed, and uh, it was almost, almost two or three languages, I guess, yes. that we were speaking. That in, is right? true. That, that got so, pretty heated. Yeah. I, to, I said, you know, they're talking about a five-minute – they're talking about two guys <laughs> passing in the, in the hall. I said, heck, one day Bobby yeah. and I went nose to nose for an hour. <laughs> And I just, you know, I wonder, I just think it's a different time. And, you know, I, I, whatever, I try to figure out what's going on. And there's usually three sides of the story, right? Uh, you know, the management side and then the reporter side and then what really happened. But um, I, I, I try to put myself in, in the manager's seat. And after a tough loss and maybe some really tough questions and maybe some innuendo on whether or not uh, my job security was actually secure. And then when the guy left, if he said, see you tomorrow, but if he said it with a question, you know, Mark, at the end, like, see you tomorrow, yep. maybe, you know, I think I it probably would have gotten under my skin, too. I, I, now, I, what listen, happened after all that, that seemed a little like a three-ring uh, circus, but I've experienced those also. You know, when you look at the team right now, what do you see? I see a, a good team. I see a team that should be at least head-to-head uh, with the competition in the National League East, which I don't, I don't think is all that good. So, and, I, and I see a team that can get on a, a big run. I mean, it really could if they get get over those seventh inning jitters a few times and and close out a few games. I could I see they have the talent that they can make a big run, but I don't know. It's confusing. You know, they they have too many guys at the same positions too. They don't have they they got outfielders who can catch and can't hit, but they have outfielders who can't catch the ball and they can hit well. So I mean, they they they, yeah. they, they have a lot of mismatched pieces, is what they have. Uh, yes, a lot of pieces that don't, that don't seem to fit together. You like the pieces, but the, the sum of the group seems to be less than the whole. Can you make a transition with a player in season to another position comfortably, or is that hard to do? 
I think going from the infield to the outfield, if you have that, you know, fly ball skill, uh, I think you can do that. But, you know, it, it depends on how, you know, what kind of baseball IQ you have when the ball goes up. You know, it's, I think it's a little bit of a math situation. You have to see the apex, figure out where it's there and, and where it's going to be when it comes down. And if you get that, you usually could play the outfield uh, relatively easily. Hey, how good is uh, how good is Alonzo? Real good. I mean, how Real, bad? I mean, I'll, that's I'll that's almost home yeah. and kill him. He's like you know, or uh, I don't want to you know McGuire or Joe Adcock, yeah. or you're talking about a big thumper at first base. Yeah, he's spectacular in his ability to um, you know hit the breaking ball as well as uh, drive the ball uh, to right center field if it's a, a little on the inside part of the plate. You know, it's it's great to see a guy know how to hit and not worry about pulling the ball all the time. Yeah, and you know what? He's got a good – he thinks of the play, you can tell. He sets guys up. He's not he's, he's not clueless up there and just wailing away. He's got, an, he's got an idea what he wants to do up there. He has an idea, and I think he just needs the reps. There are a few pitches that are still a little mystery – to him, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's normal for a young guy. But once he sees more of them and, and you know, the computer understands what it is, uh, you know, he's going to lay off for tougher pitches and, and hit some of those hangers a little easier, too. Talking with Bobby Valentine. Bobby, what's the easiest, and this is not easy because if it was easy, everyone would do it. Uh, what is the way to go about sorting out a disaster of a bullpen in season? You'd like to pull every, you like to get a new busload of guys and bring them all in. You can't do that. That aside, how do you figure out what piece works and what piece doesn't work when nothing's working? It's very difficult. Uh, I had a situation like that in Boston. I threw up my hands about halfway through the season. Um, it, it was hard to figure and. And this one seems difficult too, but one of the things that you do is you you get the guys together. You got to figure out what they're thinking. There's a group thought out there in the bullpen, okay? And there are a bunch of individuals. They throw different pitches. They have different roles, but because they spend so much time together, there is group thought, and they just might be going against the grain continually against what that group thinks they're supposed to be doing. So. A number one, you got to get them together and figure out what what they're thinking. Interesting. Uh, do you is it trial and error? Do you give guys chance, chances at di- with different roles, or do you uh, or do you go back to your basics and say this is a guy I thought was going to be my eighth inning guy or my seventh inning guy? Or uh, I mean, because it seems like uh, uh, listen, you got to leave Diaz alone and hopefully they figure something out with him and get him back on track. But uh, the other guys, I mean, we know Luga can pitch, except he's not durable. The rest of the guys, they have been awful. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. And I thought that they had a, the good idea. It looked like they went out to do the bullpen. And I said, you know, if they're really concentrating on the bullpen, they probably are going to get it right. And, um, you know, Maybe they'll get it right the second half. Maybe the, those parts are still there because they look healthy. Everyone's throwing it hard. They're, they're, they all have breaking balls, and they all make a really bad pitch at the absolute worst time in the game. And, and you start to feel that after a while, don't you? The, the other day, you kind of felt it coming 
with the three-run homer, and and that's a bad place to be when you're when you're feeling neg- negativity like that. What do you do with Cano? Yeah, <laughs> I ha- you know I think it's something about the second base thing. You got to understand, oh. Carlos Baerga oh. was spectacular. Juan Samuel, uh, Alomar. I mean, I'm Alamar, telling you, Alomar. Hey, it's God. a curse. It's a curse. You got it, four guys. You got, three of them were virtual Hall of Famers. Alomar is. Yes. I mean, and none of them could play again. Baerga used to kill the Yankees, and then he couldn't hit the ball when he went to the Mets. It was unbelievable. I mean, and now Cano looks the same part. He looks like there must be something in the water about second base over there. I'm with you. When I watch him, I get the, the willies. Yeah, he's thinking a- about Baerga and, and then Robbie. You know what I mean? We got Robbie, and I thought it, I thought he was kidding when Steve said, we we got Robbie Alomar. He said, "You you have to be kidding." And uh, that when I saw him, I realized why he wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cano's at bats almost look like it's not Cano. It looks like it's somebody else. Oh. Looks like he's trying to hit a grounder to second and succeeding every time. <laughs> he's rolling over on every pitch. It's <laughs> un- it's it's unbelievable. Watch this. I can hit a grounder to second, everyone. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, 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 and you're right. It has happened so many times, and 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 none of those guys broke out of it, which is scary when you think about it. You know that none of those guys succeeded. None of them ever got. Same thing with Bay. I mean, they just never got better. It's it's a weird thing right now with Robinson Cano because you know that's not the guy that I even saw last year, and you know on TV I don't see him live even this year, but. You know, the, watching him on TV last year, he was a regular hitter. You know, you know I, you drive the ball in the opposite way, hang a breaking ball, he hook it out of the ballpark. It doesn't look like he can handle any pitch right now. And how about the vulture being back in uniform? I mean, at eighty-two, <laughs> I mean, I, I know Bobby, you come from, you probably you rubbed elbows with the vulture, I'm sure, many times, right? Uh, I've known Phil forever, but uh, you know, he's he's. 12, 13 years older than I am, and, and I'm too old for, and I'm too old to be there. So, I God bless him. I God tell bless you, him. I jogged out. You see him jogging out. Hey, the Eddie, Eddie Coleman back. told me That's the really guy. Cool. He said he's got more energy than anybody there. So God bless him. But boy. Forever. He's 82. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I couldn't. I, I was looking for another guy. We can only find one guy in uniform at 70, and that's the Astros pitching coach. He's the only guy in the majors who's 70 years old. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of great experience with Phil. I'll tell you that. You know, Tommy, Tommy had him in L.A. and, jeez, uh, I mean, when I was playing, he was coaching, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I, God bless him. That's all I got to say. I hope he does a good job because he's, I think, he's a very good person. The analytics. Uh, can you could you still manage today with all this stuff? I mean, you were. A smart guy. You were a, a you were a very good athlete, but you also were a smart Thanks. baseball guy. Could you handle all the input of all this information now and still do what you want to do as a manager? Well, uh, I'd like to think yes, only because I tried to get as much information as I could every day I ever managed. But you know, like in the corporate world as well as the baseball world, with all this big data, Michael, as you well know. The key is to get that person who can stand between the data and the people 
who need the data and actually make it helpful. You know, the data doesn't jump off the page and all of a sudden help someone get an edge. The data has got to be interpreted in and in a couple different languages, obviously, and interpreted in many different ways so it's applicable to the older play, pitcher as well as the younger pitcher or hitter. And uh, that that's the challenge. And I think what you're seeing when you hear about these people who are in the clubhouse, the people who are, are trying to uh, bring in the lineup or whatever it might be, is that they're the guys who are trying to implement the the information. And that used to always be on just the manager and the coaches. You know, we'd get the printouts. We'd get the books. we get the, you know, the hit wear charts. we We'd see what they did against our team in the past and try to predict what they're going to do in the future. But now there's guys who it's their only job is to crunch the numbers, figure out what what might be an edge. And um, I think I'd love it if if the person that was delivering it was a person with the skills that were needed to deliver it properly, if that makes any sense. No, it makes plenty of sense. It, it does because you know, yeah. the, by itself, the information is just information. I mean, that it has to, it has to have a, it has to serve a purpose, but somebody has to be able to analyze it and then explain it to the, it has to be, it still has to be go, go through the, Bingo. they got to go through the coaches and go through the players. Well, you would think it should go right through the coaches. If the coaches are speaking the language of the players, right. You know, but, yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure that that's what's happening. And if that's what is happening, to answer your early question, I could not manage that. And it seems like there's a lot of disconnects with a lot of teams now with this way. You know, there seems like there's a lot of this where you hear, oh, this guy couldn't deal with the analytic department or they couldn't yep. deal with it. Seems like you're hearing that a lot now in baseball. All and, over. Yeah, and you wonder. In the corporate world, too. Yeah, yeah you, in the corporate yeah. Yeah, and you yep. wonder and you wonder what the remedy is for that, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's just time, you know, you have to you have to let the new become old and then it's easy to accept. But um yeah, you know, it, it it's an it's an interesting world that we're living in and the baseball world is still a lot of interest. I mean, to have such a big occurrence, you know, happen um because of a situation in the, during the game you know i mean it all that you know regurgitation of whatever was going on was because of the three-run homer <laughs> if the three-run homer wasn't hit the mets win that game everyone's uh kumbaya and they're going on the absolutely to, to get on a stretch right yep this everything is, is he, he he hung a curveball he hung, he hung a breaking oh, ball to, oh. to to Baez on an 0-2 pitch and that started the whole thing running and here comes misery. Yeah, it really is when you think about it. And and yeah. and the guy, you know, it's and that takes us back to the home run. I mean, how about the every night? I mean, six, eight home runs every single night, Bobby. Now, I know guys are stronger, but something's going on. I mean, the 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 ball. You saw a guy the other night. The the call was he popped it up. And the ball went out of the ballpark. The, the announcer said, "Popped it up. This should be the ball game." And it was the ball game, all right. It was a walk-off home run. Yeah, yeah. There, oh, uh, ball is juice. The bats are are better than they've ever been. There's, I mean, there's no doubt. I'm sure if 
someone was asked who makes the balls or buys the balls, they'll say, yes, the ball's different. And it has to be the inner, inner corking of the ball, that thing that makes it a little more elastic when the bat and ball uh, have that wonderful contact. Because professional outfielders don't run after balls, get to the warning track, and then look up and have the ball in the second deck. Okay, <laughs> you just you you just don't do that unless there's something abnormal going on, and and it's almost every night you see it happening. As you say, a pop up pitcher points at the ball, the infielder points at the ball. It's a home run! My goodness! Yeah, you and said you, you got you, you got guys throwing <laughs> the bat down, and the ball's going in the seats. Yeah, little guys reaching for the ball, little guys hitting the high pitch, you know, over the fence to the opposite field. It's really different, and it's it's gone too far. There's no question about that. I love highlights of baseball, but I hate watching the highlights now because it's just uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, you know, another swing, another ball in the stands, another swing, another ball in the stands. Whoop de do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely you know, right. Be tough to do that stuff. Uh, <laughs> very hard to do that stuff. Matter of fact, in the old days, only the big guys hit the ball to the opposite field. Now everybody does. Exactly, or a very few smaller guys. You know, you know, Michael. There, there are a few of those guys that caught the ball a little deeper and the ball went deep. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't hit high flies to the opposite field. The high fly ball never went out off of the little guy's bat to the opposite field, and now it's a common occurrence. It really is. All right, good talking to you. How's Bobby V's doing? Well, I, I heard someone went Thank up there you, and bro. said it was doing very well, and uh, one of the guys told me that they, they loved it. They said it was a great place, so it must be doing well. You're a good man. It's doing great. Thank you, Michael. And Sacred Heart University is doing great, too. Terrific. Get that in. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks a lot. All right, Bobby V, back Bye-bye. after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.